Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. I am one of these people who's on a waiting list to, to be seen by a, a specialist. No, it's nothing you need to worry about. I'm, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Thank you very much. Uh, but I am on a waiting list to be seen by a specialist for a little niggling problem that I have and maybe to plan where we might go forward you know, over a period of years. And I've been waiting for that appointment now for the bones of, I'd say, nearly 12 months. It would be nearly 12 months. Um, and twice in that 12 months, I've had letters asking me if I still want to keep the appointment. <laughs> and I opened the first one and I said, well, of course I do. The damn thing is still there. You know, no one's visited me during the night. The tooth fairy hasn't visited me during the night and magicked everything out of the way. So I need the appointment. And then I got a second letter and I... But lots of people have been dumped off appointment lists, taken off waiting lists. And according to new figures, nearly 11,000 people were taken off outpatient waiting lists in Cork last year. There were 74 thousand waiting on an appointment at hospitals outpaint appointment hospitals across the city and county and nearly 11,000 were taken off those lists last year. Councillor Dr. John Sheehan John, the system why am I getting those letters? My problem is not going away in the first place Good morning Morning PJ, no and, and you're absolutely right and for the vast majority of patients the problem isn't going to go away but I suppose to be fair to the hospitals they have to have a look and see you know have things changed because for, for a number of people they may have been treated elsewhere, the condition may have resolved which sometimes happens particularly with things like dermatology, some, some of the rashes are gone by the time the patients are seen um, or things may have moved on so they do have to sort of I suppose have a look and make sure that you know things are still active. But the difficulty, PJ, is a lot of us are in the same house and have the same address and aren't moving anywhere. But increasingly, there's a there's a significant, particularly younger people that are moving around and, that, you know, they may be at a new address. So they may not get this letter and then they're off the list. Mm -hmm. Are people, you know, older people, people with literacy problems, people with mental health issues and increasingly people who, who in grasp of English may not be, you know, may, may not be the, the, the best um, and that, that means then, of course, that they're off the list. Then they come down to, uh, say, their, their GP. They find that there's something that they've been waiting with for the last year. Suddenly they're not on the list anymore. And then they have to start, restart the whole referral process again. So, you know, particularly for vulnerable groups, older people, people with literacy problems, people who are marginalized, you know, who may not be familiar with the Irish system. You know, this system isn't really designed for them. So I think we need to have a look at how can we better do it um, and, 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 you know, speak up for people who may, who may not be able to speak up for themselves. How might we do it? As I said, the letter arrives, I do what it requires and my appointment is still alive in the system. For someone who isn't able to do that, how would we make it better? 
Well, there's, there's probably a couple of things that we could do, um, as well as a letter, maybe a text, because um, people may move around, but very often they may have, have the same mobile phone. So there may be a system to let them know that this is happening so then that they can access, you know, either contact the hospital and say they want to be on the list. Um, the other thing that, you know, and our IT systems in hospitals need to be an awful lot better, but perhaps it, it may be that there's a portal that you could access and see if someone's still on the list. So when patients come down to me and they say they've been um, taken off the list, and they, but they still want to remain on it, I have to write to the, to the hospital and say the person wants to be on the list. And I hope that they still stay on the list, but I have no way of knowing that. When if there was a portal that you could access, as you can do with other things, you could say, yeah, no, you're still on the list. Uh, everything is okay. You know, don't worry, uh, etc. So, So there are things that can be done to make the system more efficient because... You know, the this system is designed for a time where people didn't move around. They were in one house, they didn't move, and they had the same address for years. That isn't the case for, for so many people now. And we need to look at how we're going to respond to those changes. Because, you know, we have patients who come in, they think they're on the list, and then they've moved. They never got the letter or writing to them again. It takes up a lot of time, takes up a lot of the hospital time, the practice time. The patient is worried because they feel they're going to be at the back of the queue again. So we need a better system than that. Mm. Well, would it? Would a system be, for example, to contact the referring GP and say, do you think this person still needs their place on the list? I mean, someone that you would refer forward to a specialist, you would know whether that person still needed their place, wouldn't you? Generally, we would, but but I, I think we probably need a bit better than that, you know. So, I mean, you know, we generally don't refer people lightly and people don't want to be going to the hospital, you know, um, unless they have to. So, for the vast majority of people, they want to stay on the list. So, I think we need to look at the reasons why, for instance, the hospitals are doing this. I know they have to update their lists, but is there a particular reason? Are there some specialties, for instance, like if someone has a cataract PJ, they're going to have that cataract. That cataract, as you said, isn't going to disappear yeah. into the air. Um, you know, there's a few people who, who will be treated elsewhere, and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, for the vast majority of patients, they're going to want to stay on the list. So I think we need to not have this one-size-fits-all approach um, and, 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 and do that. I think we need to look at particular specialties. Is there a higher sort of uh, default rate in terms of attendance in different specialties? Say with dermatology, if you're waiting for a year, and your rash is resolved, you know, is there, you know, is there a, a lower, you know, attendance rate at those sort of clinics? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they need to look and dive deep, a bit deeper as to why people aren't attending. We're at a point as well too, John, aren't we, where, the, you know, there's almost a waiting list for the waiting list. We had a call here this morning. Two and a half years ago, I was told I'd be notified when I would be put on a waiting list. So there's a waiting list for the waiting list. And that means the figures aren't accurate at all. They only show so many people on the list or they only book the appointments so many years out. You have people actually waiting to get on the list as well. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You sometimes do, yeah. I mean, the, and, and it's really frustrating for, for, for patients. And, you know, people are very resilient, PJ, as you know. And if you said, I'm going to be waiting a year and then I'm going to be treated, I think, you know, a lot of people can manage with that. It's the uncertainty of not knowing is really, really hard for people, you know, that it's this open-ended period. And, and, and I know why that is. But if you had certainty, you're going to be waiting six months, four months, three months, a year, then at least you'd know. And I, I think that would make a big difference in terms of bringing clarity to, to, to things. And then also, if after the six months and I haven't heard anything, there should be some mechanism as to see, well, what's what's going to happen rather than this sort of um, you're stuck in limbo and you're not sure you're not sure you sit on the waiting list and then you're trying to check and you're going back and forth and all, all of this. And it causes huge sort of anxiety, but also causes an awful lot of waste of time and, uh, and effort for people. The hospitals are a mess, though, John, aren't they, at the moment? I mean, yesterday between CUH and the Mercy, according to Trolley Watch, there was 102 people on trolleys waiting for, uh, for for admission. The place is a mess. Well, it, it's very challenged. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. There's, there's, no, there's no two ways about it. Um, they were really nervous that this year we would get a huge uh, peak like we did last year. It isn't as bad uh, as last year. That's no consolation to anyone on a trolley. And, they should, you know, there shouldn't be one person on a trolley. Um, but it looks like this year what's going to happen, PJ, is instead of this big, massive sort of wave that happened last year in the second week of January, that it's going to be sort of a plateau and we're just going to apply numbers for a few weeks rather than one massive, um, mm. massive peak. Um, but it is, it is... Like someone who was in the Mercy recently contacted us to tell us that they're actually putting now makeshift beds in the aisles of the wards like that's that's third world stuff john yeah no it's not it, it, it certainly isn't acceptable and we we have to start planning you know i know they are planning but we need to start looking at more because you know our population has gone up 40 percent since my own children were born pj um so that's a huge change and we need to start you know our hospital systems haven't increased by 40 percent capacity mm. in the last 20 years and, and do they sit the likes of you down John, as a, as a GP who also happens to be a, a, a public representative, do, do they ever come to the likes of you and say, John, what do you think would make it better? Oh, they do, to be fair. And I, I, I've, you know, I've been, you know, a, a lot of the looking at a lot of the planning um, um, of this. And there are a number of successes in terms of like what is out there in terms of healthcare at, at, at the moment, in terms of, you know, the elderly, the high, you know, the, the, the highest population um, in, in Europe with the highest life expectancy in Europe. So we are doing some things well. And the level of care that people get once they get in the hospital, that's very, very Impeccable. high. The problem is the access point and how to get in and the trolley issue and uh, and things like that. And it's capacity. Capacity is a, is a huge issue. But there are a lot, number of very positive. I, I'm qualified since 1991, PJ. When I was when I qualified as an intern in Cork, there was no oncologist in Cork. There was no oncology or whatsoever. Now it's a whole sea change. You know, there was two geriatricians. Now there's a 
I'd say at least a dozen. You know, so there, there's loads of very good improvements. Mm. Oh yeah, look what what what, what we do. We we all what we do well. We're brilliant at. The problem is getting at it. It is, yeah. The problem is access and, 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 and the pathways to access that, you know, people end up going to A&E. And the lengths you have to go, PJ, to try to persuade someone to go to A&E, particularly if you're older, is, um, is a huge challenge, you know. So we, you know, having alternative pathways is, is going to be the key long term so that people don't all end up waiting in A&E on trolleys and other mechanisms of doing things. How did you feel about the Aphidia clinic coming on stream for January? I, Chris Luke was on me about this last week. How did you feel about that happening? I, I, I think any solution that will take pressure off A&E is to be welcome. So if you look at the figures, you know, so a lot of GPs are doing extra extra clinics or late hours, and the Aphidea, the Mercy Urgent Care Centre. If you look at all of those measures, nationally, they tend to bring down the rate of attendance to A&E for a few weeks. And sometimes that takes pressure off. I know if someone breaks their hip, they're going to be in CUH. But if someone needs suturing, if someone needs something else, Instead of them waiting 10 hours in, in, in A&E and CUH, if they can get sorted uh, quickly, you know, that, that's, that's fine. At the end of the day, patients just want to be treated. They're not as bothered about where, as long as they get a good service, about where, where they go, you know. That's not the solution to everything. But if it helps for a few weeks, I think that's fine. All right. Can I throw something at you that is totally non-medical, but as a public representative and as a member of our city council, your thoughts, if you had a chance to catch up with the Super value parky Cueve story as a former Lord Mayor as well. I, I, I think your suggestion, Super value parky Cueve, I think that's that. I think that would sit well with a lot of people because I think it would recognise the history of parky Cueve and then also you know Super Value's contribution. So I actually think that suggestion I think is a very good idea to go because I think it just um, I think t- it takes a lot of boxes for a lot of people. All right. John, thank you. I just wanted to throw that one in at the end. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Dr. John Sheehan, did you ever get one of these letters? I got two of them. I, I look, I, as you know, I've told you over the years, I have this thing in my neck. It's arthritic as be damned. And I went for an MRI last year uh, and my doctor told me, well, if that was a hip, I'd be sending it for a replacement. Um, we can't do those kind of things. So I'm going to be seen by somebody uh, to take a, a further look at where we might go with this thing. And I've had two letters in between. Do you still want the appointment? Do you still want the appointment? Of course I do. Of course I do. Of course I do. So if you get a letter, do you still want the appointment? Just fill in that you do and send it back. But the point John is making is if you moved house or if your leave English wouldn't be your first language, you wouldn't know that this is going to happen. You might ignore the letter or put the letter behind the breadboard and the bread bin and you'll find, oh God, it's too late now to send it back. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 